This broadcast is part of the IC Robots Radio Network. Visit icrobots.com for this and many other nerd slash nostalgia related podcasts. You won't be sorry for long. Report recorded live on Jupiter's third largest moon, Callisto. He's the pick of the litter, not a quitter. He's nice and he's gonna dust you off and dust you off twice. He's your host, Icy Robots. Greetings, Earth people. I am from Jupiter. It is me again, Icy Robots. I am not a hero, but I do sacrifice a bit of my week each and every week to make your week a bit less weak. And this week, it's going to get so much less weak. We're going to start off with uh, some talk about some stuff. We're going to talk about a movie I saw called Lady Bird that I thought was, I thought this movie was out of sight. Then we're going to move on to the main event of the show. It's going to be a uh, who's who in the DC Comics universe about a dude who has been... A dude who's been popping up on The Flash as of late, a guy, Clifford DeVoe, a.k.a. The Thinker. It's going to be fun. I think you're going to enjoy it. But uh, let's start off with uh, with the new jam that Iceberg put together. Let me find it here on the drive. It's, it's going to, you know, I should have these things queued up. All right. Um, hit it. Gotta return some video. Do you remember where you were the 20th of December? God. I guess I was probably returning videotape. Gotta return some video. Gotta return some video. Yes, I was probably returning videotape. You are listening to the Toys R Us Report. With funky fresh, dressed to impress, and ready to party. I don't know about all that. I'm just wearing my Poop Chronics brand jumpsuit with with my name on the pocket. It says Icy Robots. It's what I wear. It's what I wear when I'm up here doing the vents. And I've been I've been doing the vents a lot lately. And sometimes when I'm working, I'll I'll think back to a oh big big shout out to Iceberg for providing that mix. If I don't. If I don't give him credit, he's already going to be mad because it wasn't the first thing that I said. But dude should do some uh, some more DJ work. He's he's pretty good on the wheels of steel. He's just, I don't know, man. He's not into it. He's he's pretty mopey lately. But sometimes when I'm when I'm doing the vents, I, I get to thinking. I get to thinking about past jobs. And this mix got me thinking about the about the video store and how the Dropbox, the return box, people returning the videotapes was this was a major factor in how good your work day was going to be. There would be days when you were at the video store when there would be just nothing going on, where no one, just like no one at all would come in. And that was, that was sometimes, you know, weekdays would be that way, like a Tuesday or a Wednesday might 
might be like that. And I realized that's not the best thing for business. And it turned out for, for the worst overall. But there were days like that. But then there were other days where it was just booming with customers. And it was always possible to stay up on top of the customers that were coming in. But the returns, the returns were what would kill you. There was the slot in the wall that the people would push the movies through. And then there was also, there was also the drop box out on the street that people could pull up and they could put their tapes in there. You could keep an eye on the interior returns on a busy night. You would know how many were over in the bin. You would dip by and take a look every once in a while and try to check in a few to stay on top of that. But the bin outside, you could only get out over there because it was a ways from the store. You could only get out there a couple times a day, not a day, rather, a shift. You could only get out there a couple times a shift. The video store kind of ran like five-hour shifts. Sometimes you would have like a full day shift, but generally they were like five, six-hour shifts. So you could get to the other end of the parking lot a couple times to check it out, but you didn't know if when you got there it would be completely full. Sometimes it would be full. Sometimes you'd have people coming to the door saying that the bin was overflowed and that they couldn't get their tapes in so you'd have to go do it then but sometimes they would be almost free of returns because for whatever reason people decided that day that maybe they were going to get another tape so they would come into the store to drop off their cassettes. I remember we had this big bin on wheels that you would push out to the out to the return box. It was like uh, the sort of thing you see in a prison where they're doing the laundry and the prisoner buries himself down under the laundry to escape. It was one of those kind of bins and you would you would push it over, unlock the thing with the key and unload all the tapes into there. And inevitably when you were out there doing it, people would be pulling up and handing you cassettes and you'd have to be like, thank you, you know, have a great day and blah, 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 while you're trying to unload them. And it was kind of, um, it was a bit uncomfortable. You had to You had to squat down because it was on the ground level and the tapes were, they were down by your feet. And you'd have to squat down and toss them into the bin. And I didn't like doing that so much because it was, it was very public. I didn't like being out and exposed. It was out on the roadside of the shopping center near, near the highway. And people could see you as they went by. And it wasn't like people were making fun of you. But I always felt a bit self-conscious when I was out. When I was out doing the, doing the return box, we, we go to the building that used to be the video store all the time. Now it, it houses a Burger King and I think it's a Verizon store. It's some sort of, some sort of cell phone store. I think it's Verizon. It used to be the video store took up the, the whole building and encompassed the whole thing. Now it's, Now it's two different stores. It's actually three different stores now that I think about it. But the middle store is vacant. But the front end that was the Bradley video is the Burger King. And we stop in. We stop into that Burger King every now and again. They, Burger King runs good coupons. Me and, me and the wife kind of have this gimmick that we like to play sometimes where we like to see how, how cheaply we can get dinner when it's just, When it's just the two of us and we'll get like these Burger King coupons for like two Whopper Juniors and fries for $3.99. And that's, 
that's a winner because we're just like, we had dinner for like $3.99. There's been a couple times she has a McDonald's app on her phone and it has coupons and stuff and she'll double up like two for one coupons and we'll get like two Big Macs and two sodas for like $1.49 or whatever. And there's been times where we've had these ridiculously low totals for dinner and that's always fun it's kind of a game we play to see how how cheaply we can eat so we're over at the over at the burger king eating cheaply and it's weird because the front window of the place and the door is exactly the same and the window was behind the front counter where i spent like eons and eons checking people in and out and stuff and sometimes we'll sit there And the booth, you know, faces out the window, and it's the same as being in the Bradley video, but it's completely different because it's a Burger King, but it is, it is similar enough to satisfy nostalgia in that sense. But it's also, it's also kind of bummer because even though I didn't work at the Bradley video there all the way until they closed, I was a customer until they shut down. So I'm sitting in this place that I used to, I used to go all the time to rent tapes. I used to love renting tapes. I thought it was so fun. There are still a couple of video stores in town. You know, I've talked about this before, but the one that was, the one that was nearest to us shut down recently. And the other ones are, they're way the heck across Santa Rosa. And Rincon Valley side, we're on the north side, kind of kind of near the county border. We are so far away from these other other stores that we just never get over there. I realize that's just kind of laziness, but it's also, it is what it is. And also, there's a lot of good stuff on TV. There is that. Let's, uh, let's end this little reminiscing segment and move into the next part. Where I'm going to talk about a movie I saw that I thought was super terrific. It was called Lady Bird. We shall return... In a moment, at the movies, without Ebert, Siskel, or even that dude Roper. But you got Icy Robot, so that's something, right? If you want to read it, we can go down to the public library. I want to read it in bed. That's something that rich people do. We're not rich people. I'm applying to New York colleges. What about terrorism? Don't be a Republican. If you're tired, we can sit down. I'm not tired. You were dragging your feet. You are so infuriated. Stop yelling. I'm not yelling. Oh, it's honey. perfect. Do you love it? She has a big heart, your mom. Lady Bird. You ready to go home? Ready. Now playing. Lady Bird stars Saoirse Ronan and Laurie Metcalf. Laurie Metcalf, you might know from, uh... Roseanne and from Big Bang Theory, she is fantastic at acting. She is just a national treasure, Lori Metcalf. I I absolutely loved Lady Bird. Lady Bird is the story of a gal named Christine who who renames herself uh Lady Bird. There's a scene where she puts down, you know, that that's her name. Her name is Ladybird, And the priest that is leading the play that she's in, she goes to a Catholic school. He goes, is that your given name? And she goes, yeah, I, uh, I gave it to myself. So <laughs> there you have it about that. This is the story of a young gal named Ladybird growing up in Sacramento in roughly like 2002. Her, her father recently lost his job and... 
Her mother, played by Lori Metcalf, is a psychiatric nurse and she's working, she's working doubles trying to keep the family afloat and Lady Bird is, you know, she's the titular character, she's the main character and the story follows her, her feelings where she's just like, she's longing to escape, she's longing to escape Sacramento, she wants to, she wants to go off in the world, we've all... We've all been there. Growing up in in Santa Rosa and Sonoma County, we have we have somewhat of a I would say negative view of Sacramento. There are a lot of a lot of in jokes in in and around Northern California about Sacramento. You know, Sacramento is no San Francisco. It's not it's not the wine country. It's none of these things. It is it is the state capital, but. To be to be honest, it's considered a bit trashy, and that is a completely undeserved reputation. Because I have been I've been to Sacramento many times, and it is it is an absolutely fine city. We've gone there for quite a few different toy shows and comic conventions. SacCon, I love I love SacCon. Sacramento is cool with me. They have a nice geek culture, but. Lady Bird's not into that. She wants to, she wants to fly free. She wants to go forth. She wants to go to college in New York. The movie is, it's just so heartfelt. There is, there's no way that I can, I can do it justice. It's not, it's one of those movies where it's not so much the story and it's not so much what's going on. It's a way, the way that the people in the movie are presenting themselves. And Lori Metcalf and Saoirse Ronan are absolutely terrific. It also has the dude who's the son on Manchester by the Sea. He is, he's really great. And I, I wonder if on a level the movie is so effective, you know, knowing so much about Sacramento, because in a lot of ways it is a, it's a love story of Sacramento. There are so many like Sacramento in things that you have to be from the region to understand that I don't know if, I don't know if it's going to hit as effectively, but according to Tomatoes, when I'm over on Tomatoes, they are, they're given this jammy 100% with the critics, 100%. That is, that's dynamite. It's 89% with the peeps and that's, that's dynamite too, to be honest. That is a uh, that's some good numbers. The movie was directed by Greta Gerwig. This was her directorial and her writing debut. She she's an actress. It was released November third, twenty seventeen. The same the same day as Thor. It had some stiff competition. It's made a uh, one point seven at the box office. That's that's not bad. It opened in a limited release. It just now it just now came out. You know, just about everywhere. So we were. We were a few weeks behind in seeing it. I cannot recommend this movie highly enough. I thought it was, I just thought it was so dynamite, so heartfelt. It really, uh, it literally brought a tear to my eye. I'm not, I'm not, a, uh, am not a coward. I'll admit it. I, I shed a tear at the beauty of Lady Bird. What am I going to say? It's the truth. I'm not ashamed. Uh, on, uh... On the good old-fashioned Source Magazine mic meter with with five being an all-time classic, one being a dud. For some reason, I did that in reverse. I am going to go ahead and give Lady Bird a super solid four, four mics. Mic. Four mics. Hey, this is Michael Bell. 
voice of Duke on G.I. Joe, and you're listening to the Toys R Us Report. Yo, Joe! Up next, what's sure to be an awesome segment, Who's Who in the DC Comics Universe. You're welcome in advance. Hey kids, it's me, Icy Robots, and I'm back for another exciting edition of the the segment known as Who's Who in the DC Comics Universe, where we use the seminal DC Comics guide, the Who's Who, to take an in-depth examination of a particular character. This time around, we're going to take a peek at the dude who is the big baddie on The Flash, the man behind the scenes, the guy who goes by the name of Clifford DeVoe, a.k.a. The Thinker. I see Robots Radio. The way that we like to do things around these parts is we use the we use the guide to the DC universe known as the Who's Who to take an in-depth look at a particular character or no, you know what? We have not yet taken a look at any teams of characters, so I can't even say that. This is going to be from the January 1987 edition of the Who's Who. It costs a dollar, dollar 35 in Canada and it is covering a from Cyrene all the way down to the Time Trapper. The Time Trapper seems cool. Who is that? He is, he's a dude in a cloak who operates out of the end of time. Pretty, uh, pretty scary stuff. We find the thinker on page number 24 between a team called Thriller and Thea, who is a, uh, character from the Teen Titans. The thinker is... He is the dude that you see on the CW Network show, The Flash, who is in a chair, like a big chair with like a tube type apparatus coming out of his, uh, out of his dome piece that like attached to computers or whatever. He reminds me of the way that the devil looks in Time Bandit, where he has that, like that freaky swooped back helmet. But let's take, let's take a look at Clifford Devo. We know that the character is this character. The character on the CW is this character because at one time he's called Devo. That's how I was, that's how I was able to sleuth it out by, by typing Devo in Google and coming up with this. He is, he's wearing a purple outfit with shoulder pads that swoop up and the shoulder pad area is like a light purple and the other part of the uniform is a darker purple. He has a helmet, a white and purple helmet that goes over his eyes as well as his head. It has some sort of like tubes on it and stuff. That is his uh, thinking cap, I guess. His alter ego, the thinker's alter ego. This is from the personal data the personal data section of the Who's Who entry. His alter ego is Clifford, Clifford DeVoe. His occupation is that of a former district attorney. Now, now he's a professional criminal. He went from one side of the law to the other side. His marital status is unknown. I don't know about all that. I think that we know who who he is. We know his name. We know where he works, so it's probably not that impossible to ascertain whether he was married or not. I'm going to go ahead and say that he probably was not married, or else, I don't know, what did he, maybe he ran off on his wife. I don't know, I take it back. He has no known relatives. His group affiliation is that of the Injustice Society of the World. His base of operations is Keystone City, and he first appeared in All Flash number 12, 
But then later with his thinking cap, that first appeared in Flash Comics 65. The all-Flash comics, his first appearance was published in 1943, and the... Flash Comics number 65 where he gets the thinking cap that was that was in 1945 this guy has been he has been a thorn in the Flash's side for a while this dude's been running amok for many a moons like almost what like 70 years and our dude the thinker is six foot one he weighs a slim 173 his eyes are brown and his hair is white I wonder if it's always been white or if it only like recently went white like with age that's my guess but maybe Maybe he's just like a light-haired dude. I don't know, man. Some people do go, like, prematurely gray. I don't know if people go, like, prematurely fully white. Only only if they've seen, like, a ghost in a cartoon or something. <laughs> like, one of those old cartoons, maybe. Maybe that's what happened. I don't know. Let's, uh, let's dig into some of the personal history of our dude, the thinker. All right, and here we go. We're not gonna go through, like, all of this. We're gonna just, like, we're gonna hit some of the pertinent, some of the, some of the more colorful chunks of the thing. You know how we do. In 1933, Keystone City's brilliant district attorney, Clifford DeVoe, prosecuted bootlegger Hunk Norvok. That is an amazing name, the name, the name of Hunk. I wonder if it was because he was so handsome, or maybe it was because he was, like, he was, like, super big, like he was a big hunk of something. I guess people go by chunk. Sometimes dudes are chunk. I never know of a big dude who was named Hunk, the Incredible Hunk, maybe. Anyway, Hunk Norvok. But he was unable to obtain a conviction. Embittered by his failure, DeVoe decided that crime did pay, and he went to Norvok to make a strange deal. That's all it took. It just took, like, one case. He had to lose one case, and he just decided fully that, you know what, it's not true that crime doesn't pay. It is, in fact, more true that crime does pay, so I'm, uh, I'm on the wrong side of this deal here. Here's the deal that he made with, uh, good old, good old hunk Norvok. Norvok would provide DeVoe with the necessities of life, and in exchange for this, when some seemingly impossible task arose that Norvok needed accomplished, DeVoe would use his great intellect to perform it. That is... An amazing scam. He's just like, look, I realize that you're just like a lowly dum-dum named Hunk Norvok. Me, I am a super intellect. I am a, I'm a lawyer. I'm a district attorney. I'm super smart. So if you guys have something that you can't figure out, just come to me. I'll figure it out. But in return, you know, pay my rent, pay my food, pay my vacation. Just do, you know, do like pay for all my stuff and keep me, keep me on retainer. Like just in case, you know, just in case there's something that you dum-dums can't figure out. I wonder like how often he was just helping him out with day-to-day things that not dum-dum people have to deal with. Like filling out forms and doing whatever they didn't have computers the first thing that came to mind was you know being the guy who would have to fix when they couldn't get a flash drive to to open or something like that but they didn't have that kind of thing so maybe he would like i don't know help them with their phonographs or help them to install uh tvs or radios or whatever tax forms things like that i don't know i would imagine he had like a million a million billion inane tasks that he had to do Ten years passed, during which DeVoe devised numerous schemes for committing these seemingly perfect murders, as well as robberies. They led with murder on that. Uh, dude is a straight-up murderer, cold-blooded. He had no problem with figuring out ways that Hunk Norvok could go out there and 
Go out there and kill his enemies, this guy. This guy's cold-blooded. He's the worst of the worst. We are just about to the point where the, the Flash... The Flash gets involved in the story. Finally, in 1943, the original Flash captured two of Norvok's underlings who signed a confession that would be used as evidence to send Norvok to prison for life. On Norvok's request, DeVoe, DeVoe and Norvok, DeVoe and Norvok, Cliff and Hunk. On Norvok's request, DeVoe killed the two underlings and destroyed the confession. I wonder, I wonder if he had to do it, like, with his own hands. Up until this point, Homeboy had been, like, planning out the crimes. He'd been on the, he'd been on one end. I wonder if this was the moment, the moment he had to get his hands dirty. He had to, like, go in there and strangle these two himself or (laughs) something like that. Fearing DeVoe would try to take over his rackets, Norvok tried to kill him. So this is when, this is when things are really going awry. First, you know, DeVoe goes and he strangles these two underlings. And then the other guy, he's like, DeVoe's the one who knows all the, he knows all the dirt. He knows everything. This guy, he might try to make a, make a move for the, for the reins. He's, he's already the brains of the operation. All he has to do is take me out. So fearing all that, Norvok, Norvok goes after DeVoe. He jumped him at a warehouse, fired a pistol in his direction, but it turned out he was actually shooting at a at a reflection of DeVoe who had set up a trap, and then the ricochet came back, and it killed Norvok. Norvok's gang, seeing this, made DeVoe their new leader. That's the tale of how Dude came to be in power. Let's, let's take a quick break with a video clip from, from the archives. This is, this is DeVoe from The Flash and the CW Network. We'll be back in a sec. The Flash is back in Central City. It appears things are going as planned. As if there were any doubt. What's our next step? I'm thinking. It appears things are going as planned. Can you... Can you sound any more monotone? Hold on, I... I dropped the guide. Let me let me scoop it up off the off the floor of the Jupiter moon base. Where were we? DeVoe led his new gang in committing crimes in order to match wits against the Flash. The Flash defeated and captured DeVoe, now known as the Thinker, on this and many later occasions. The Thinker also met defeat as a member of the Injustice Society of the World. That is, that's just like a whole paragraph of defeat. They don't even get into any of, any of the specifics. It's just, he decided he was going to fight the Flash, and then the Flash defeated them, and then he, he joined a team of a bunch of other losers, and then they were also defeated by the Flash. Years later, the original Flash came out of retirement. This is, this is something that is key to remember. The Flash that... DeVoe is fighting is not, not Barry Allen. This is, this is the old Flash. This is, this is the dude who looks like the FTD florist. This is the guy with that, with the helmet that looks like a walk. This is Jay Garrick. This is not the guy that you see on the CW. I guess you, I guess you see him on the CW too. This is not the guy who is Barry, who is married to Iris, who hangs out at, hangs out at Star Labs with, um, with Harry and Cisco. This is this is the guy with the other guy who is also looks like his dad or something like that. Years later, the original Flash came out of retirement to battle the alliance of the Thinker, the Fiddler, and the Shade. 
By this time, the thinker had either obtained or recreated the thinking cap originally invented by Professor Hartwell Jackson, which had been stolen from Jackson years earlier by gangster Tricky O'Ricky. That's another, that's another great name, but was returned to its inventor by the original Flash. The thinker has made improvements upon the cap's original design, which enables its wearer to project psionic energy and has used it in all of his criminal activity in recent years. So at this point, dude has, dude has a helmet that makes him super smart. At least I assume that's what it does. We'll find out, we'll find out in the final bit where we talk about the powers of, of the individual. I think that's what it does, but now, now it also has psionic abilities. He can like move things. With the power of his mind, I did not even realize the guy had a background in electrical engineering. I thought that he was, I thought he was a lawyer, but he was able to, you know, redesign this helmet, get into the circuitry, and even, even invent new technology. The guy has the power to invent new technology that can, that can create psionic energy. He should have just, he should have just gone straight. This could be a groundbreaking, no, this is a groundbreaking invention. Imagine, imagine all the implications. Imagine the help that people with disabilities could have being able to use this helmet where maybe some of their, some of their physical infirmities were preventing them from. And imagine the military, the military applications. Just imagine anything because you could sit around wearing this hat and change the channel without having to having to use the remote, just anything, you could type, I don't know, it's amazing, but the dude, the dude does think a bit low, he opts to, he opts to go the, the crime route, but he also, he's a known wanted super criminal, so I don't know if he would, if he would have the, the option to go straight, but it is what it is, it is the past, it is the who's who. We are, we are about we're about to take this home. The thinker later modified his helmet and added a battle costume. That is the costume that we were we were talking about at the start, the purple one with the with the swoopy sleeves. Um he then took to more spectacular crimes, only to suffer defeat at the hands of the original Adam. This isn't this isn't the homeboy who's Brandon Ralph on Legends of Tomorrow. This isn't Ray Palmer. This is the original one. His only ability was that he was like he was like a tough guy. He was small, kind of wide, and he packed a mean punch. I I dig the the golden age, Adam. Uh, let's see. The thinker is currently in prison. That takes it home. So that is all of the the historic details of the guy. The guy, Clifford DeVoe, aka aka the thinker. Let's hop online really quick. I wasn't wasn't sure if I was gonna do this. Wasn't sure if I have time, but I'm away from the microphone right now. I want to keep this all one big one big thing. I'm going to eBay. I'm going to eBay to see how much this comic would cost if if I was even able to even able to find it. It's a bit old. Let's see. I am not. I am not coming across it. Huh? Noah. Uh, no luck, but I did see All Flash number 12 and All Flash number 13, and they recently sold like a couple hundred bucks each. So, I would imagine this one would be a bit pricier than that, considering it has, you know, the thinker in it. But, I don't know, man. We'll say, we'll say a few hundred bucks. What are you going to do? Powers and weapons. The thinker has no superpowers, but is a brilliant criminal strategist and inventor. Oh, there we go. We got that. He is a poor hand-to-hand combat. It dude cannot, 
Dude cannot throw fist, but I get it. He's a white-haired old uh, district attorney. The thinker's thinking cap raises his intellect to genius level when he wears it, and it enables him to generate psionic energy so that he can telekinetically move objects, control minds, create illusions, teleport, and even create material objects at will. That is, that's the big deal right there. Dude can create material things at will, so I don't... I don't even know what he's doing being a criminal. He invented he invented the uh matter replicator from Star Trek back in the back in the 40s. Guy guy is a Reed Richards level intellect, but he he didn't have the intellect, I think, to take it to the next level. He probably he should have like taken his helmet onto like Shark Tank and got one of the one of the sharks to help him with with selling it to the masses, I don't know, so there you go, man, you have it. This is everything you would want to know about the origin that is more than likely irrelevant compared to the the origin that they are going to give the current guy on The Flash, but it's always kind of fun to see see what the creators originally intended and what the creators originally did with these characters. All right, let's move into the, to the final thing. of vintage and current film and television since 2010. Shall we play a game? Featuring in-depth conversations on sci-fi, horror, fantasy, comics, toys, and conventions. Game over, man. Game over. Geekfest Rants is an entertainment podcast for genre geeks like you. So say we all. So say we all. Join us by listening in at iTunes, YouTube, and at geekfestrants.com. made it this far it's time the final segment the icy robot radio pop culture slash toy news slash other boring stuff informational moment already right we are back for we are back for the final segment of the show the segment traditionally in which we talk about like I don't know, man, various things that are, that are going on. Let me move the, let me move the microphone. Somebody's been, someone's been messing around in my booth over here and has, they pulled it a ways away from where I like to keep it, but that's okay, man. I'll just, I'll just move it. But this is, this is like the area where we traditionally talk about like various goings on in the world of uh, pop culture and media, but seeing as how this has been the, it's been the week of Thanksgiving, not that much, not that much is popping off, just, you know, turkey and things like that. I, I enjoy Thanksgiving in spirit and with, with the big fire and everything this year, we do have, um, we have a lot to be thankful for. Just, just the fact that, that we're alive and that our home is still here and, all those sort of things, but it is, it's a bit hard. It's a bit hard to do the thanks when there are people around you who've lost everything. But I think that, I think you got to keep plugging on. You got to keep, got to keep trying to do what you can do. Got to keep doing whatever it takes to just, you know, let life get back to normal. So Thanksgiving it is and Thanksgiving it was. I, like I said, I do like Thanksgiving in theory, but I am not like the biggest fan of of Thanksgiving foods, I know that the food is the main, the main event of the whole thing, but I'm just not, like, a giant fan of heavy, heavy foods, I, 
I think turkey is good. I do like the flavor of turkey with some gravy, and I like I like those Hawaiian rolls that my wife serves, and I like I like pumpkin pies and things like that. But a lot of the a lot of the sides are really heavy. You know, your mashed potatoes, your au gratin potatoes and things like that they they weigh on me a bit heavy and i know that the food coma is part of the deal but i don't i don't know man i don't like to eat so much that i get super tired i realize that's part of the fun but i i don't know i got i'm not gonna say i have a weak stomach but i do have a somewhat soft stomach and just like eating until i faint isn't really really not a good move for me. So in that sense, Thanksgiving is not my favorite. I'm also not like a big football fan. I think it's fine. I I dig that people dig it, but a big part of the appeal is that, you know, you chill out and you watch football games and I'm just not really like a big football game watcher. So I, I don't got that going for me. We watched the parade this year and that's fun. It's always fun. It's not fun in the sense that it's entertaining. I think it's fun in the sense to see what kind of what kind of weird acts they have performing. Like we saw um, Wyclef John was on a float. I thought that was super weird. You know, from from the Fugees, he was on a float, and they have all these like pop stars that I've never I've never even heard of. And I wonder if I wonder if that means that I'm completely out of touch to the pop world, or I wonder if it means that they're getting like. C, D level, you know, C or D, like a letter grade level pop stars. I don't know, man. If this is something that you are hip to, let me know. Do Were you aware of all the dudes doing the pop music or whatever during the, the parade? Because I hadn't heard to half of those. Honestly, when we're, when we're driving around in the, in the Dodge Ram, we have it turned to a 102.7 The Wolf. That's our local oldie station. That's what... That's what we listen to. Sometimes we switch to 97.7 The River. That's the other the other oldie station out of Guerneville. Every once in a while we'll listen to like Live 105, which is the that's the alternative station. That's uh the wife and the kids favorite. And we'll we'll be there for a while. And that's that's okay too, but I, I kind of avoid the 101.7, the pop station. That's just me. I don't I don't know, man. Pop music left me behind a long, a long time ago, which is which is fine because I was never like the biggest pop music dude in in the first place. I do enjoy listening to like 80s pop nowadays in retrospect and that's all good. But at the time, I wasn't into it that much. It was uh, just a bit too poppy for me. I'm more like, I'm like, when you give it to me, man, give it to me raw. I like that boom bap. I want to return to the boom boom bap style of rap and all that stuff. But that's just, you know, that's just me, man. You're... You're welcome to like whatever you want. Let's uh let's talk about something important right now. Without a lot of uh with a lot of pop news out there, you know, pop culture news. Let's let's talk about something super important. I have been working on something I am going to call the Christmas junk box the entirety of the year. What it is is a large priority mailbox from the USPS that is chock full of weird, sometimes retro, sometimes not items that I have found at the flea market. Well, more exactly at the bottom of my flea market bag. I carry this Amoeba Records bag with me to every flea market that I go to every time I go to the dig and stuff uh, just kind of winds up at the bottom of it. Weird, small things I find, weird, small things I buy, whatever. And I have been dumping these things into the box over the year. And what I want to do with this box is I want to use it to try to generate some presents for some presents for Toys for Tots. 
or whatever, uh, you know, whatever, whatever local version you have of that, basically like the kind of thing where you donate presents that get given to kids, this is how we're gonna work it. I am going to give this box away to somebody free, and this is, this is a great box. There are action figures, there's like a couple videotapes, there are so many fun things in here. I cannot, I cannot stress that enough. It is a fun-filled box. You are definitely gonna have a good time. I, I actually, I can't guarantee that. It is more or less a box of junk, but it is a box of fun junk that you can get for yourself for basically doing something that you should have been doing anyway. It is good. It's good to give. It's good to donate to kids. Think about a, Think about a poor kid out there on Christmas who doesn't get a single gift under the tree. It happens. It is real. It's a real thing that happens. And I I can't think of anything worse, man. Christmas time, not getting a single thing. But you, you have the chance to go and to change that. All you got to do, all you got to do, and this is how you earn your entry into the chance, the chance to win this fantastic Christmas junk box. All you got to do is buy a toy, buy anything, any single toy, any new toy, a Dollar Tree toy, I don't care, anything, buy this toy and take a picture of you putting it into the donation bin and I will enter you into the contest, heck, take a picture of the toy, send me the toy and I will enter you in the contest, I'll take it at your word that you're gonna put this in the box, I don't think you cheat me that way, I don't think you cheat a kid, that's just, that's low man, that's like as low as it gets, so, Hit me up at Icy Robots on Twitter or on the Facebook page, facebook.com backslash Icy Robots. That's I-S-E-E-R-O-B-O-T-S as if I see robots like I'm looking out there for them. This is the first episode of December. This is a time where in which you can do something that's going to really be good for somebody else. Just go out there, buy a toy, buy a... Marvel Titan series, one of those big 8 to 12 inch Marvel figures, I think they're 12, buy one of those big 12 inch Marvel guys, donate it to a kid, and you can get the chance to win this box, it's gonna be cool man, when you get it, you're gonna bust it open, and this thing is, it's busting at the seams, I'm gonna have to wrap tape around all the sides, just to make sure it doesn't fall apart on the way to you, that's how full it is, and it's all cool fun stuff, there's like a He-Man guy in there I can see, it's cool, you're gonna dig it, you're gonna dig it, and even... Even if you don't dig it, you gotta think you did something good. You did something good for somebody else. And that is, that's what we're here for, man. We're here to help each other. You know, we gotta, we gotta reach out. Christmas isn't just about, like, getting stuff. It is so much more about giving stuff. So, take this chance. Give something. With the chance to get something back, it's gonna be cool, man. I wanna give this box. I wanna use it to generate. I wanna use it to generate some gifts. I think that... I think that you guys out there listening to good old IC Robots Radio, I think that you're the giving type. I think you're the good type. I believe in you. If nobody else in the entire world does, I believe in you. I believe that you're a good person. I think you're going to go out there, you're going to buy some Marvel toy, you're going to buy a Star Wars toy, you're going to buy a small Lego set, and you're going to donate it, and you're going to get the chance to get this box, and when you get it, you're going to be stoked. So, hit me up on Twitter at IC Robots, on Facebook, facebook.com, backslash IC Robots, anywhere like that, and... I'm going to be beating you over the head with this every single week because I want to generate some gifts. I myself, I give every year and it makes me feel great. It makes me feel so good about myself to think that there is some kid opening up this pack of Legos that I bought. That there's some kid out there opening up this Marvel Titan series that I bought. It makes me happy. The other year, I bought a bike. I bought a bike. I got it on sale. And I thought, there's some kid riding around on a bike that I bought for him. And... Otherwise, he'd be walking. So, it made me feel good. Made me feel good about myself. We can all use something 
to feel good about ourselves. And man, in this world, you know, it's gonna it's gonna take a lot of good people doing a lot of good to equal out to some of the uh, some of the evil that gets done every day. So be like Captain America. Be like Supergirl on the CW network. Be like Aquaman. Be like the Flash. Be like one of these real virtuous heroes and do something virtuous. Go donate a toy today. You will feel good. It will be worth it. It will be worth it. I know you guys buy toys for yourself. Buy one for somebody else. You'll feel good about yourself. So, with all that said, uh, next week we're going to be back. We're going to do another Who's Who in the DC Universe. We're going to take a look at the, uh, the elongated man. I like that they've introduced him on The Flash. I like that he's becoming, that he's becoming a series regular. I think good old Ralph Denby is a good character. So we are going to take a look at him in depth. And until then, this is me, Icy Robot, signing off for, uh, good old Iceberg. Thanks for that mix. Uh, Emily in the booth, everybody. You don't know who. Now you know. has been I See Robots Radio production. I See Robots Radio is a listener-supported in day hour. If you like what we do and we make your day a little easier, please consider tossing a few bucks our way to help keep the life support running. All money collected goes to help us prepare for future space pirate attacks. Go on over to supportthereport.com for all the details. Thanks and have a great week.